0: Pronunciation series. Lesson 2. The Pronunciation of Vowels in Turkish. Merhabalar, banece. Hello everyone, and I'm Gina. Welcome back to TurkishClass101.com. This is Pronunciation Lesson 2. The Pronunciation of Vowels in Turkish. It shouldn't be too hard, because Turkish has a symmetric vowel system. So Gina, can you tell the listeners how many vowels there are in the Turkish alphabet? There are eight in total, and they can be divided into three subgroups according to the frontness of the tongue, the roundness of the lips, and the height of the tongue. The main classification is kalun, back or dark vowels, and inje, front or bright vowels, which is done according to the position of the tongue. Which letters are in each category? The back vowels are a, ö, o, and. O, and the front vowels are e, and u. While saying the back vowels, the tongue is pulled back, and for the front ones, it is placed forward. The second subgroup depends on the shape of the lips. Uvarlak are rounded vowels, and duz are unrounded vowels. And which vowels are in which category this time? The unrounded vowels are a e ı i and the rounded vowels are o ö u ü while saying the rounded vowels the lips make a round shape and for unrounded ones the lips are quite straight and the last categorization is by tongue height açık are open or low vowels and kapalı are closed or high vowels. Open vowels are A, E, O, Ö and closed vowels are Ü, I, U, Ü. While saying the open vowels, the tongue is low, while for the closed ones, the tongue is high in the mouth. Remember these groups, listeners. They are good to know when you are learning Turkish. That's because the famous vowel harmony works based on these categories. And each vowel is unique when it's time to do the categorization according to the three of them at the same time. You can find a table explaining this in the lesson notes. So now let's go over each one to remember their sounds. First we have... A is the back, unrounded and low vowel. It's written like the A in Atlantis. And the sound corresponds to the A's in that same word. An example using this letter is alaka, which means relation. Second we have e. e E is the front, unrounded and low vowel. It's written and sounds like the vowels in expect. An example is ebegümeci, which is known as common mallow or hibiscus in Europe. Okay, and third we have ı. U is the back unrounded and high vowel. It's written like the uppercase first letter of island. And the sound corresponds to the A in that same word. An example is ışıltı, which means sparkle. Fourth, we have E. E is the front unrounded and high vowel. It's written as the lowercase initial of indeed. And the sound corresponds to the I and E's of the same word. An example is iyilik, which means favor. Fifth, we have o. O. O is the back, rounded, and low vowel. It's written and sounds like the O's in Orlando. An example is oyun, which means play or game. Sixth, we have o. O, Ö is the front rounded and low vowel. It's written like an O with two dots on top of it and the sound corresponds to the E at the start of early. An example is Öncelik, which means priority. Seventh we have U U is the back rounded and high vowel. It's written and sounds like the U's in the word quantum. An example is Uzunluk, which means length. Eighth and last we have... Ü. Ü. Ü is the front, rounded and high vowel. It's written as a U with two dots on top of it and the sound is similar to the vowel of U in DÜ. An example is üstünlük, which means superiority. Great! Now let's talk a little about long vowels in Turkish, which you'll only find in loan words. Well, sometimes the vowels a, e, u, and e can be pronounced three times longer than usual. How will we know whether they are long vowels or the usual vowels? If you see a correction mark on them like an upside-down V called circumflex, it's definitely the special case. However, the circumflex is never used for e, and even with the other three vowels, the circumflex may not necessarily be there so you may not be able to tell right away. On the other hand, this mark can also indicate that you should pronounce a consonant before the circumflex vowel with your tongue near your palate, a process called palatizing. But this only applies to A and U, not E. So the best way to know if a vowel is the long or palatizing version is to listen more and more in Turkish. Also, we should note that no other vowel is elongated. If any of the vowels ı, o, ı, ı are elongated, make sure that it's mispronunciation. Or you're missing the in between. Elongated or palatizing vowels are only found in the words with Persian or Arabic roots. Since this all sounds a bit complicated, let's have some examples to clarify what we mean. For e A e with a circumflex, our example is ı, which means judgment. The second vowel here is palatalizing the k before it. Now I'll say the word first with the wrong pronunciation and then the correct one. Ahkam. And ahkam. Did you notice the difference, listeners? And now let's have a word with the long a. de, which means ready to serve. Once more, Amade. Did you notice, listeners, the A sounds in this word are quite a bit longer than the regular A. If I didn't pronounce them properly, it would be amade, which is wrong. And the next letter with the same characteristic is... For palatalizing U, we can give the word mahkum, which means sentenced. Mahkum. With the ordinary U, it would sound like mahkum. And this is not the correct pronunciation. And for the longer case? For the longer U, we have Behude, which means futile. Behude. With the wrong pronunciation, it would be Behude. And lastly, we have a letter which only has a longer case. Yes, and that's the longer E. For example, Kasti, which means purposely, or Hayali, which means imaginary. There is no palatalizing function for E. We said that sometimes E can be a long one too, but not a palatalizing one. But the circumflex is never put on top of it. So can you give an example with a long E? Yes. Tesir, which means effect, influence. Tesir is the wrong pronunciation. "tesir is the right pronunciation. Or, temin, which means acquisition. It shouldn't be quickly pronounced as temin. It should be "temin. There are some rare cases when we see the repetition of a vowel one after another, right? So do you read those as a long united vowel? In those cases, you should pronounce them one by one, and the first vowel belongs to the syllable before it. This pattern is specific to loanwords words as well. For example, fiel, which means verb. It should be read as fiil. And another example with a different vowel would be matbâ, which means printery. It's read as matbâ. To make things easier, can we say that the longer and palatalizing vowels are only found in Ottoman Turkish for literature, and terminology purposes. Unfortunately, we can't restrict it that way. You will find them in daily language too, but if you're interested in classical Turkish music, or divan poetry, you will see them much more often. Okay, but I think we can put the listeners at ease by saying that you don't need to fuss too much over the long or palatalizing a, u, and I as beginners. That's because those extra pronunciations of these vowels just sound clearer. Even if you don't elongate them and pronounce the preceding consonants roughly, the meaning won't change and native speakers will understand you. That's true for most cases, but not at all, unfortunately. As we've said, the circumflex may not always be written, but there is one situation where it should definitely be there. What's that? When you want to avoid confusing a word with differing pronunciation, because it has both a long and palatalizing A, U, or E. In those cases, the same word with and without the circumflex will have two different meanings. Can we hear an example? Let's look at the word Allah. By itself, without elongating the A sounds, it means by color. If it's read as Allah, then it means well or superb. Ālā is a loan word from Arabic, and if you're writing it, the circumflex should definitely be there on both A sounds. Otherwise, it can be confused with the first meaning. To be honest, from the context, it would be easy to understand, even if you had no idea about the pronunciation, right? Yes, that's right. So you could say that one last function of this mark on the vowels of ā, ū and e is to differentiate between a Turkish word and a loan word. Okay, that's all for this rather long lesson, listeners. Be sure to check the lesson notes to reinforce what you've learned and leave us a comment if you've got any questions. In the meantime, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Hoşçakalın.